0: In today's episode, I have the amazing Marla Martinson here with me. Marla is a good friend and a client of mine and is such an amazing soul who has so much to share with you in this episode. Marla is a professional matchmaker and has been using her intuitive skills to connect singles with their soulmates for over two decades. Marla also hosts a podcast called The Mystical Matchmaker and a YouTube show called the Cosmic Conversations. She's also an award-winning author of five books and an energy healer and tarot reader. Marla has been featured on the Today Show, WGN Chicago Morning News, Beyond Belief on Gaia TV, and so much more. I'm so excited for you to dive in today's episode. Marla is such an amazing soul and make sure that you connect with her. We talk about a lot of things between manifestation, plant medicine, following your purpose, and so much more in this episode. So when you listen, make sure you tag me on Instagram and check out the show notes so that you know where to connect with Marla after this. So without further ado, let's welcome Marla onto the show. Welcome, Marla. I am so freaking, I'm so 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 excited for this episode. My plant medicine soul sister.
1: (laughs) Yes. Me too. Thanks for having me on. I was telling you before, I think I've listened to every podcast that you have. I I love playing it in my car whenever I'm going somewhere. Aw, that makes me so happy. Yeah, you're so uplifting and so just, you know, on fire that it's so inspiring.
0: Aw, thank you so much. I'm glad to have you here. And dive into all this stuff. I know you're doing a lot of amazing things in the world. You're a professional matchmaker. You are an amazing intuitive. You're very tapped in and you've just been on your journey of entrepreneurship and following your purpose for a really long time and your spiritual journey. And I know this is like, you probably have quite the story. <laughs> and well, I would love to get into some of that. But what what do you feel has led you to doing the matchmaker thing? And I know that we spoke before about you kind of transitioning even more into something. Yeah. Like, what do you feel is like in the, the...
1: Well, so this is interesting. And I'll tell you, for anybody who thinks, you know, it's too late to start a different career or to start a career or anything. So the first 20 years of my uh, adult Work life was actress slash waitress. Um, so that was when I came. I came down to L.A. from Seattle, where I grew up, at about 19, and then around 20, I started uh, doing TV commercials. That was always my dream. I used to watch t- TV commercials as a kid in the 70s, and I would wanted to do them so bad, and I'd practice in the mirror, you know, toothpaste commercials, and I'd hold up if I was. I was uh, waxing the furniture for my mom. I'd hold up the can of pledge and do a commercial. <laughs> like I, I just said to myself, if I could just do one commercial, I'd be happy for the rest of my life. Like that was a, I don't know wow. why TV commercials. And, uh-huh. and so then I did, I did like 15 of them or whatever I, I did wow. modeling and acting and, and studying and, and then I was always studying things that I enjoyed, like I learned how to speak French and I took dance and all of that stuff. And and uh, what funded that was working in restaurants, whether it was hostessing or cashiering or waitressing or part owning at one point with the, my ex-husband, who's a French chef. So that was for 20 years. Mm. And I lived in Chicago part of that time in the 90s. And then... At, at 39, my life, it's like split in half. My I found I was living in Chicago and I found out that my dad, who I was, I'm like a daddy's girl, had uh, terminal cancer. Wow. Rushed back to California where he was living in S- uh, Southern California. And they said, oh, he's got probably six months to live. So I went back to Chicago, packed all my stuff, came back. By the time I got back, he died three days later.
0: Wow. And, and
1: it was just, I was like, a, I, I had, was a tiny little waif like skin and bones and you know like just I couldn't had to eat I couldn't I was a wreck and I, it was just the worst horrible thing I'd ever been through and so hard and I moved back to um Hollywood and I had a little studio apartment and I was like this little skinny thing and I had a two three pound Yorkshire terrier you know we were just mm-hmm. like these little lost little you know girls there and Aww. I got back a little bit back into acting and some side jobs but I was running out of money, and I said, God, Marley, you better get your butt up and go get a restaurant job. And I couldn't do it. I couldn't. I said, I cannot put a waitress apron on one more time. I cannot be a 40-year-old waitress. Not that there's anything wrong with restaurant business, but I'd done it for 20 years. It wasn't my dream. I was always praying, please, God, help me get out of this. Please, there's got to be something else for me. But I didn't want to give up the acting yet. So that was the only way I could make enough money to have my days free. And it was very restricting because it was back then there wasn't even, we didn't have the internet or, you know, I was doing this in the um, well, we just started, like when I got out of it, it was in 2000. We just started getting, you know, I had, was on AOL or whatever.
0: But wow. Yeah. Oh my God. I remember the days.
1: couldn't do an internet job or anything. So, 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 uh, I just prayed and prayed and then, and, and I met, uh, my now husband Adolfo at that time. And he had a friend who was taken over the management position at a video dating service. And she said, Hey, I I need some staff. If you want to be the videographer, it was called great expectations. If anybody remembers that uh, video Mm. dates was, and she said, you can still go on your auditions. It's part time. So I took it and I wasn't making too much money, but my, my uh, husband said move in with me because he always wanted me to stay with him anyway. And he says, Uh you're right now. And so I moved in. And then from there, a year and a half later, I moved, ended up by a fluke, uh, working at a, a Beverly Hills high-end matchmaking service where it was the millionaire guys with the beautiful. Wow. So I was there seven years and, and I ended up having to, and I was the head matchmaker and running like multinational company, you know, matching people all over. And I decided I had to give up the acting because I couldn't, to go to an audition, it could take three hours in LA because to go, to drive across town, get back, it's, I couldn't leave in the middle of my job. So I decided I had to be creative so I decided to start writing books, and I always wanted to write books since I was a kid. So I did end up writing, getting two, a publishing deal for two dating advice books. Wow! And, uh, then from there, I ended up writing. Now I write memoir, but um, in two thousand nine, I ended up telling my boss kind of take this job and shove it because it was like, <laughs> it was a toxic boss and. And uh I left and it was in the middle of the recession and my husband, it was like dead man walking coming up to that door at home, you know, like I you quit your job in Beverly Hills with health insurance in the middle of a recession. Mm -hmm. What were you thinking? And I was like, and uh I decided to stay calm and uh just did my all my spiritual work and prayers and just and uh in every job I tried to get at that time, like on Craigslist low paying jobs, but I thought I'll just get something going like, yeah. like work at the youth ho- or the hostel, uh, or in the Hollywood or, um, a little wedding chapel. They wouldn't even take my, they wouldn't even interview me. Wow. And it was the Universe keeping those doors closed because mm. a few months later, all the guys that I'd worked with before they started calling wow. and they said, we want to work with you. How can From I, the
0: dating I, thing?
1: Yeah. That I'd worked with for years and they wow. tracked me down and, and uh, said, can, can I work with you? And I was like, oh my God, I don't know. And my husband said, start your own, just do it. I'm like, yeah, but what if they complain? I don't have a boss to send. <laughs> he goes, you know how to do this. And my money was running out. So I said, Marley, you better get your butt over there and sign up a guy. <laughs> and the first guy I signed up was five grand. And, and then I was like driving home, like Oh my god! I can live on this money for two months if I'm careful. Wow! And then the next month, somebody else called me and I signed him up for five grand and on, and on and on. And then I raised it to ten. And then you know, but it took um, a while for me to uh, get. Once you start asking for that bigger money, because there was a couple of them. I got a forty grand, twenty five grand, thirty grand. That was with the help of another girl who told me to do it and yelled at me. And, you know, she was kind of like a mentor. Like she was like, you're going to go over there and you're going to ask him for $40,000 and you're going to get it. And wow <laughs> I was like shaking in my boots and I did it. And, and he wrote me a check and I was like, what? But it's interesting because once your, your brain see, um, understands, like your subconscious, that yes, that happens. It is possible and it's possible for you. Mm-hmm. From there, um, things open up.
0: Mm-hmm. Because,
1: but when I was working for somebody else and I was making maybe, you know, 3,800 a month and I went out to lunch with this one client and he goes, oh, I've got to make 20,000 a month just for basic, just to get by. And I was like, in my mind, 20,000 a month. How could anybody make that? How could that be, you know? And yeah. So anyway, I'm going ahead of myself. But- no, it's totally fine. <laughs> But anyway, it's because it's I know your show is really about helping people realize that they can, you know.
0: Yeah. You can make money doing what you love.
1: Yeah. And so that was me. Like very late, I think I started my business at 47 and, and wow, I never thought that I could, you know, I didn't know how to, all I, I didn't know how to do any of these fancy business things or, you know, technologies or anything. Yeah.
0: It sounds like it kind of just like fell into your lap in a sense of like, you know, obviously you were doing a lot of things and you were working hard and you were putting yourself out there, but like, and I don't say fell in your lap, like it was easy, you know, um, but it yeah, sounds it like... Did.
1: The universe put it there. And yeah. the universe, a, fr- a friend of mine who was a spiritual practitioner at, a, at a, a spiritual center says, Marla, the universe had to pry you out of that job so mm-hmm. that you could, you know, go higher. Because r- the first year that I worked on on my own working part-time I made like $120,000. Wow. Because I got to keep, you know, if I charge somebody 10,000 or I got to keep the whole thing instead of getting my 3,800 a month, you know Mm, what
0: I mean? Yeah. It was like, Oh my God, this is so great. (laughs) Wow. So, so before that, did you ever like, did you have a lot of like funky money stuff going on before? Like, well,
1: Um, I always, it's interesting. I was, I always had money coming in, but I struggled. Like there was times when I was waitressing and I mean, I remember stealing some toilet paper from work, you know, or like I would just make my bills. It was not, and I would have to look at, you know, well, this fruit is too expensive or, Mm -hmm. you know, and then I always had about eight to 10 grand in credit card debt on a credit card. Wow. Um, and, uh, but I mean, my bills were always paid. I, was, mm-hmm. I had good credit. I was very responsible, but I didn't, I, and I didn't have the brains to start pumping money away for my future. Like if I did, mm-hmm. I would have been, you know, have million, couple million by now, but <laughs> I would have, but I was, well, I was going to Europe. I was dating all these guys. I was mm-hmm. acting. I was going to comedy. You, you, know, lived,
0: our, you lived your life.
1: <laughs> out there bopping around Hollywood, you know, and, and uh, taking trips and all that. But yeah, so I always managed um but it was a lot of times you know slim slim you know lean lean mm-hmm.
0: what do you think has been the biggest shift in like in that for you like in your mindset around abundance and money i know like you're a pro at it i've seen you see what you're capable of in abundance activation but like what do you think was that big light switch for you when you made that shift into doing your own thing and calling all of that in that first year yeah. When I was, uh, so I
1: left my job September 14th, 2009. And, um, all that fall, like my, I think I got my first, I got one client for like 500 per match right away. It was little money, but then my first, my $5,000 client came in January, 2010. But during that other time, I was like, I knew my husband was freaking out cause he's so responsible. He's like, we don't not work. You gotta, you gotta go back to waitressing. He's, and, and I, what I did was I, um, took this book to bed with me every night it's called no more mondays mm-hmm. and i think it's called no more dreaded mondays now by dan miller mm-hmm. and it talks about how if you have a skill you can take it and and be an entrepreneur and be a solopreneur or do it freelance and you'll automatically get a big raise because like i said i kept all the if the guy joined i kept the 10,000 instead mm-hmm. of my boss you didn't i didn't get a, you know a, a salary so if you have a skill uh, that you can do that way. You ought, and don't do it for somebody else because I was—I was getting so I was in my forties and I, I was getting so resentful. Like my testosterone was rising. I was like, "Oh, my boss—he's you know works only four days a week. He comes in at noon. I have to ask if I need to, you know, can I go get yeah. a and come in an hour late?" Like I was getting <laughs> so, I two weeks vacation a year. It was like, "Oh no, no, no! Something's got to change."
0: Wow. So, yeah, actually, I, I had an experience like that when I was personal training in New York City. Like, they would keep so much of it. And once I went on my own, <laughs> my clients came with me, and I went from like making nothing to five figure months, like overnight.
1: That, yeah, see, that's a perfect example. Anything mm-hmm. like training, hair, hairdressing, you know, doing Botox, uh, matchmaking coaching any, any of the, anything that you can translate to go do on your own
0: is, uh, yeah. is great. And we all have skills and gifts that we're capable of. So you've been on your spiritual journey along this whole time. To, yeah. Correct? yeah.
1: My first, um, I got my first spiritual book when I was 27 and somebody said, Oh, that was your Saturn return. I Around had, the
0: time ish.
1: I'd heard that, I guess it's every 27 years or something. So, um, I got my, this book called The Game of Life and How to Play It by Florence Scovel Shin. It's I actually a, think I have that audiobook. Yeah, it was written in 1925 and uh, she's got a few books this in that another one. one. Yeah, she has a few, like five mm-hmm. of them. Your Word is Your Wand and a few. And um, so that was that. And then in the, that was like 1989 or something. And then in the nineties, I was listening to uh, the, I got the cassettes of Wayne Dyer and Stuart Wild and all that. And then when I moved back to LA from Chicago, I started going to Agape International Spiritual Center, you know, Dr. Wow. I, with. I used to go hear Marianne Williamson speak in person since like 1990 when she was just getting going.
0: Oh my goodness. Yeah. Like you've really seen like so many different things. Yeah,
1: listen to all her stuff. And, um, but then my big shift was in 2013 in October when me and my friend Julie, and I wrote a memoir about it called The Buddha Made Me Do It. Um, my friend Julie and I started taking classes all over Los Angeles and everything from candle magic to how to use a pendulum. She brought over a talking board. Uh, we connected with the spirits, um, you know, breath work, every anything and everything. And then, um, I wrote about it and that, and then I got, uh, all these energetic attunements, Reiki and some other attunements that opened me up to connecting with my angels. And so I just started Going down that rabbit hole, of, and my husband's like, You're like obsessed. What do you <laughs> do? Thousands of dollars on it, and but it was so much fun. And then I learned cards and tarot, and now I'm like on a psychic hotline for my spiritual side gig and doing distance healings and all this fun stuff. So it's, wow, yeah, I kind of really took it to another level.
0: Yeah. But I feel like you've like been strengthening your gifts in that capacity too. And like understanding like frequency and energy and like the messages that come through to you even more.
1: Yeah. And, and shifting, whether it's through breath work or the plant medicine, like you and I are big fans of that Mm -hmm. will definitely, the plant medicine will go and recalibrate your whole nervous system and clear out past lives and clear, clear things so that you can, um, Uh, open your gifts up more. And um, my spiritual teacher says that I had to, like, if you're having a lot of chaos at home, if you're in a relationship and you're arguing or, you know, that's going to block your gifts too, because you need a very calm base, a calm mind and and be quiet and and internally and everything. So that will help open up. It was not opening up as fast when I was more, more chaotic Mm-hmm. Uh, so since I started doing the journeys, it's really helped with that.
0: Yeah. And how long have you been working with plant medicine? One year. Wow. What like what? Eight
1: times, eight journeys so far.
0: Wow. So how how's your experience been with that? And well, how has it affected your life in different areas, like your business or your mission? I would love to hear like that piece of it too. Yeah. And for those who don't know, we're talking about. Plant medicine, aka psilocybin, in this case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, psilocybin, and um,
1: well, it's interesting because I had no idea. First, I had first I thought, okay, I'm going to go and I'm going to. It's going to open up my third eye, and I'm going to, you know. But no, uh, the plant medicine decides, and you have And what I needed was clearing out a lot of past lives, clearing out issues with family, mm-hmm. clearing, um, uh, clearing. Um, issues with my marriage with my relationships why was I always getting the same issues and it was a lot of that and it kicked my butt it was not like oh this is so beautiful and like <laughs> hours of crying it was it's the work <laughs> in my body recalibrating all of this stuff and every time and every time I was like oh my god and I I you know have to stay in bed till like the next day or all next day and I thought this stuff kicks your butt but I knew that I I could feel the the benefit of it and um finally on my eighth I didn't have all that I didn't I cried maybe a half, 15 minutes or a half an hour and then the rest was then I started channeling off planet beings were coming through for an light hour. language alien stuff yeah. <laughs> and, and um and uh other things happened it was just incredible but Things that happened, my body couldn't hold that frequency uh, before the way it was, so it had to restructure. My my nervous system was fried. Um, So it's also gotten me very calm. There was times when I, I didn't think I had an anger issue, but sometimes I would thinking back, like I wrote about it in the Buddha made me do it. There was this one client that, cause I get some difficult guys. They're the high level guys who want what they want. They've paid a lot of money and sometimes they can get mean. Sometimes they can threaten to sue you. You know, they, there's certain times when it's challenging and one guy was just a dick and, and I went off on him. I'm like, do you realize there's another person on the other end of this phone? Do you realize? And I went off and I was thinking about it. Actually, I think yesterday I thought, oh my God, that's not the way I would handle something. Wow. I, it would take a lot for me to do that.
0: I mean, yeah.
1: I won't, don't just do that. But the fact that I was doing that sometimes <laughs> and um, so I just, I'm, and and then when people want readings or coaching the the information that's coming through now, whereas before I'd be like, oh my God, I don't know what to say it kind of channels through like when you're doing your lives mm-hmm. and stuff, like all this yeah. information coming through.
0: Yeah. Sometimes so it comes
1: really fast. I mm-hmm. feel like I've stepped more into my, my crone, my wisdom,
0: my, my, uh, more mature self now. That's so Awesome. <laughs> do you find for when, when people and when people work with you whether it's for the readings or whether it's like your dating clients do you find that people come to you and and with similar things that they want help with or similar things that you feel are like a theme i'm just curious
1: yeah mostly i mean well for example i i did a reading for a girl today and she she was like well i'm been seeing this guy for like a year off and on and it's just a booty call it's just you know, hooking up, but I want to know if he has feelings for me. And I'm like, honey, <laughs> I can mm-hmm. tell you, you don't have to pull a card on this one. If a man is interested in you, he's going to let you know, he's not going to let another guy snatch you up. He's not going to just see you occasionally for a year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she knew that, but she needed some, some. So I think a lot of people that, you know, it's, it's, it's hard. It's like, we want, most people just want want to know it's going to be okay. Am I going to meet my soulmate? Mm-hmm. A lot of um, women are going back to exes or wondering what their exes are doing. Um, so there's a lot of ex stuff coming up. I don't know if it's something in it's the so, plan. Oh,
0: you know what's so weird? My ex literally, like my ex-ex, <laughs> the one before the last one, literally text me today.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: And he's like, I saw your post about what happened. Like, cause I was recently going through, you know? Yeah. I'm like that doesn't mean I wanted to hear from you, (laughs) but But. that's so interesting. Oh, obviously, like one part of your gifts is some is in the realm of like love and relationships. Right,
1: right. That's what most people reach out to me for. Sometimes they'll ask about career. Too, because I did, you know, start my own business, and and uh, I'm pretty, you know, good mm-hmm. at helping people figure out
0: stuff or give tips with that too. And you are the mystical matchmaker.
1: That's right. <laughs> yeah. So if somebody calls too, I'll I'll, I'll help them um, disconnect uh, energetic cords to their ex or mm. give them some energy healing. I'll pray, you know, Michael Archangel Michael come in and cut with your mighty sword, cut the. Cut the energetic cords and um, give that maybe give them a chakra cleansing. And I notice they really love that. It just makes them like afterwards, like oh, thank you. Instead of just some advice, like and and I like to lead people to find out their own answers. Yeah. Either. Because instead of me just telling them, I mean, I can tell them my experience. I can say what the cards see, but when we usually, we usually already know, but we're just looking for confirmation.
0: Exactly. That's every time I go to get a reading, it's like mostly for confirmation. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: So, and it's fun. It makes it a little mystical and magical to add that, like in a reading. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, guide saying or what are the angels saying? And I can also get people's names of their angels too.
0: Really? Do you see things?
1: Mostly it's more clear audience, but sometimes I will get a flash of how something looks or some something else, you know, just kind of see that. But usually it's I just hear, um, and it's just my own voice, but I just mm-hmm. more clear audience. Like hear. it just
0: comes in. That's yeah. so that's yeah. so cool.
1: Yeah, what about you? What do you what's yours?
0: Um I feel like I feel. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I feel. Yeah. <laughs> um And sometimes like, I'll just get like an idea or get like a message. It's just like there Mm -hmm. in words or just like it just there. I can't explain it. I don't, I don't feel like it's necessarily hearing it. It's just like pops in.
1: And do you think the plant medicine helped you open up that?
0: Yeah, Yeah. I think that for sure. Yeah, Like because for me, when I started working with plant medicine, like I was in a totally different frequency, a totally different mindset and it didn't happen at first. The first year for me was really chaotic. Like it opened me up amazingly, but then I went through this whole, like my Saturn return around that time. Yeah. And I went through this whole like shit coming up, needing to work through stuff and then continuing on to the expansion.
1: Yeah. And, and what we, people have to realize too, if you're going to do it, you do have to keep um, doing your own work in between yeah. Because um I don't think it'd be worth because it is an expensive it's expensive to do, you know, if you have to take a trip or, you know, to Guatemala or whatever. And, <laughs> and it's such a such a big thing that that um I think to make the most of it you want to continue your self work. And also I don't think I didn't have any idea that how many you needed because um everybody's different, but like one wouldn't really do
0: like one experience? Yeah, one. It's not going to yeah. change
1: your life. It'll be no. a good experience to have. Or but but you really, if you're looking to change, shift your whole life, or work through deep issues, um, you need to do quite a few of them. I mean, I'm got another one coming up soon. I'm going to do twelve at least, and then who knows and you've done a lot
0: yeah. yeah i think that's also like a personal thing like right. of feeling called to it and like how often like maybe one person's like i don't want to go again for another year right. to do it but i think that the most important thing is like the integration process in between yes but there are certain people who are called to it also more than other people like i know for me i feel like it's like a big part of my work here right. <laughs> in some way uh, like learning and healing and growing and teaching, mm-hmm. it's definitely really powerful and sacred though. For I sure, feel,
1: I feel so blessed that I have been able to do this and found this. Uh, just is probably the most significant thing you know I've done in my life.
0: Same. Yeah, I'm so excited for you and your journey, like your continued journey. I feel like. I get the feeling that also, like your soul has kind of pulled you to it for, uh, like you, you've probably been doing it for lifetimes as well. Yeah, I think most people who are drawn to it have experiences with it already, like past experiences.
1: Probably, yep. You and know? it stays with us. That psilocybin stays. I guess it stays in our with us forever once it's once we've taken mm-hmm. it. You know,
0: it's- I think it's like we're drawn to it to be like activated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah like the star seeds <laughs> exactly.
1: Exactly. <laughs> exactly yeah and I never really got it those star seeds and off-planet stuff until I started doing this and then wow really that through me I mean I'd hear about it but mm-hmm. I didn't you know no have any experience myself or yeah you know, I'd listen to other people oh I'm you know giving Palladian messages I'm like what you know
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah I could totally see you like doing more of that channeling yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it's fun what do you think has been the biggest impact for you that it's had so far uh the journeys Mm -hmm.
1: yeah well um just recalibrating my whole system and also seeing that um there is there are there are other dimensions because we go do go into those other dimensions Mm -hmm. through our third eye and these and uh and uh, talking to some spirits and channeling and just knowing that for sure, I mean, we can say, oh yeah, I believe in God, or I know there's something else after, but we really, in that state, we get to experience it. We do Mm -hmm. know, we see that and we, and uh, we get to see, see, or whoever is guiding us or working with us can talk to us about past lives. And we just see that it's, it's just so big. It's so expansive. There's so much going on that we don't even have any idea about and it just Uh makes life so much more magical. And, um, I guess that's the biggest. And then just being able to share and people don't even have to know I do that, but just what comes through me as a result of it and Mm -hmm. my uh, healing, uh, my healing abilities coming through are stronger. Everything's kind of
0: stronger. Wow. That's super powerful. Mm -hmm. Um, so has it helped you a lot with like shifting your energy, like outside of the journeys and like raising your vibration and aligning with more of what you want? Yeah. Well, as far as energy, I feel energy through my whole body.
1: Like my foot will, I'll feel, you know, swirls like on my leg or my foot or just energy going up my body. Like that I, and, um, my, uh, shaman said, well, that's because before, because now things have, have been recalibrated and shifted and I'm much more sensitive. Uh, like once, I don't know if this ever happened to you in a journey where I was doing it. it, I was in a house on a couch and the whole, at one point, the whole house was shaking. I said, earthquake. And, uh, I thought it was an earthquake and then it stopped. And then later it did it again. And it was like, I was like, oh my God, this is a massive earthquake. Then after I'm like, what later I said, what was the deal with the whole house shaking, you know, and he goes, the house wasn't shaking. Wow. And was because I, so I found out that everything's moving all the time and we're just not aware of it. But I was in that state. I was so sensitive to it that I could feel it. And sometimes I'll be on my bed and it's kind of like princess in the pea. Like I can feel vibrations of the earth or, or feel some things moving because it, it makes us just so much more sensitive and, and, uh, recalibrates our whole nervous system. Mm. So you feel a little more a part of everything.
0: Yeah. Connected. Are there certain things that you share with people like often around like how to tap into that for themselves in in the sense of like, when it comes to tapping into their own intuition or attracting the things that they want?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, being careful also of our diet and and movement, like I'm plant-based. And, um, just being more clean, putting more pure, clean, um, vitamins and energy, um, in stuff can bring us
0: down, can bring down our frequency. I was literally just talking about that with someone.
1: Yeah. Breath work is really great. I'm um, alcohol. My can't, body, body can't even handle it anymore. I used to enjoy a beer or a wine. I had a beer like in early December. It just about took me out. I mean, I was like stumbling around. I said, this is well, just... I can't, my body can't handle even one beer now and I don't even crave it. So it really shifted that, um, coffee. I still like to have a coffee, you know, I love that, but, but yeah, just being cognizant of that. And then breath work is great. If somebody could go to a breath work class and be led through that, that's just really cleans out our cells and you'll feel just the energy going through your Mm -hmm. hands and your whole body. And it clears out a lot of anger, a lot of issues, a lot of, um, Anxiety, whatever you have, breath works great. So doing all these things uh, to great that'll raise, help raise your vibration more than just like say this affirmation. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's you can really get your hands on and, and do. You like to dance? You know, dancing mm-hmm. around, just doing things that you love. Um, my dog, I mean, pets—they just raise your vibration when you mm-hmm. hug an animal. <laughs> yes. Your automatic. Frequency risers, and then um, of course I love to you know play with my crystals or yes crystals and all that. So yeah, all of that stuff makes you feel really good.
0: Yeah, I like how you're bringing up these things because it's like about um, your physiology, like dancing, the breath work, the like actual like physical things that you're doing um, to raise your vibration outside of like the affirmations and stuff. I've done breath work a couple times, and it was really powerful. It was like a psychedelic experience in and of itself, and it was it's really very challenging. challenging, isn't it? Every time mm-hmm. I do it,
1: I say I'm never doing this again. I hate, <laughs> I hate this, and then after after it's done, I'm like, oh, I do need to do this
0: again. <laughs> the first time I did it was actually with a hypnotherapist uh, a couple years ago or maybe like three years ago. I went to this hypnotherapist when I was living in Tampa and I was like, and she actually introduced me to like NLP more and like other stuff. She was amazing, but she was like, oh, let's do holotropic breathwork one of our, to- our days. Um, I think that'll be very beneficial to you. And it was like really intense. It was like over an hour of the holotropic breath work. And like I was seeing all these visions and going into all this stuff. And she was doing like hypnosis and stuff at the same time. Uh-huh. Like while I was in the breath work, she was combining it with hypnosis and like NLP it was intense. That's
1: amazing. They have a whole tropic breath work out here in LA. I know by Topanga or something and you can get certified and stuff. Um, I just went, the longest I've done it is 30 minutes at a time in, in a group, like a yoga studio with this. Mm. Woman. And that was pretty cool. But I'd like to, I mean, an hour, that's probably when you start seeing stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know. I did it. I did a shorter one when I went to Guatemala the first time they did a group one Mm-hmm. Um, and it was still, even that was like still super powerful.
1: It's very powerful. Yeah.
0: Uh, you can go super deep, super quickly. It's so interesting. Mm-hmm. Like what comes out of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And most
1: of us don't even breathe deep enough. So we're not getting oxygen. So this is oxygenating your whole system. I mean, to the max.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you do it often?
1: No. And I, 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 this was a few years ago when I was doing all those things that I was trying um, I went a few times and I keep telling myself I've got it. There's a place not far from me that a studio that does it. And I keep saying, go sign up and go. And I'm, I'm going to do it soon. Cause I, I feel like I'm being called to go do, do it again. Yeah. We could, could, we could go, you Google, um, YouTube
0: and true. Um, I've done a couple YouTube ones, <laughs> some yeah, shorter ones. By that. Yeah,
1: we could, if anybody wants to try it, you could just do that.
0: Yeah. Sweet. So what are your favorite like manifestation hacks? (laughs) Um, Because you're like really good at it. Oh, thanks. Super fast. Um, Well, like my business
1: partner, I have a wonderful business partner, Friendly, and she um, goes and takes dance lessons. She does the like salsa and swing and all that. And she's out dancing like five days a week. And she's the one who does our sales. Oh, wow. She does the, she does this, she sells the guys and does the contract and then I match them. I might get a lead and then I send it to her. Some or we're both manifesting like the yeah. In and, but that's those are our jobs. And she says, the more fun I have, the more money I make. That's
0: literally what I always say. Yeah, and that's what she says too.
1: So oh my she- god, that's awesome. <laughs> it's and true. Yeah. And also I try to concentrate on, so I work from home. So I I really love going over to Whole Foods and having lunch, you know, and you know how expensive Whole Foods can be. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I could make something at home and I wouldn't be spending, you know, $15 on a salad bar or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I try to make myself say, I am a, but, you know, don't go there because if you're going to do it and then beat yourself up, so one thing to keep things flowing is just know that life, life is abundant and money is always flowing through and money's coming in. And then it's, it's just like, it's a cycle. And I like to remind myself that there's money flowing through. I think, I don't know if you said this on, oh, I think it was brandaline Johnson. She, uh, this other gal that has a podcast, there's money flying through the air, literally, you know, mm-hmm. through the airwaves. Like if we're transferring money, there's there's, trillions of dollars flying through and there's really not much real money at all. Everything's just numbers. Yeah. Says, yeah. Just put your butterfly net up and catch it, catch something. <laughs> and just know that it's not that big a deal. It's not like, Oh, the money it's, it's frequency that's flying around and know that everybody's think of abundance for everybody else because then some's going to come to you. It's not like if you have some, somebody else can't. Yeah. There literally is. And now I know there are poor people and people struggling, but there's so much money flying around and out there Mm -hmm. that don't, because some people will feel guilty or we have a um, program that, you know, there's a lot of people poor and I better.
0: Mm -hmm. And just because you don't have, if you keep yourself from receiving, it doesn't, it's not going to help that poor person. Are you having more? You can help them.
1: Yeah we we cannot be poor anymore. enough we cannot be poor enough to make you know everybody else not poor mm-hmm. <laughs> us being poor won't help them or us being whatever not happy won't help unhappy people so the only way we can help people is to be abundant and um yeah just that mind shift to know that it's it's flowing in it's fine it's and staying calm about it too mm-hmm. because if you're like oh god i need my rent okay stay calm just breathe, do your meditations and be in that place so that your frequency can raise. Cause if you're Mm -hmm, panicking, surrendering, mm -hmm, surrender. Yeah. Surrender. I think I heard you say that at Mm -hmm. some point, like surrender, everything's about surrender.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's It's definitely a practice like of surrendering and staying in that, uh, vibe of allowing yourself to receive and knowing that the universe is abundant in and of itself.
1: And I, in the past, I helped so many people get jobs. Like when I used to work at the video dating service, I remember I got like five girls jobs there. I've, I've always been, and I feel like things come back to me. Like I always try to give or help or, um, as well. I've always been kind of that that type. And I feel that it's, that helps the flow
0: too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All that's coming back to me. You know, I helped a lot of people.
0: Hmm. So I feel so. That energy exchange. Yeah. It's so true. What do you feel like some of the biggest lessons were that you've learned on your journey, like through your entrepreneurial journey, through your journey, like writing your books, like, cause you've been at this and putting yourself out there and following your path for such a long time. I would love to hear like some of your biggest, like lessons. And I think people listening, that would be super helpful too. Cause like you've been on the journey We're um, we're all on this journey and it's not always like super not, easy.
1: Yeah. I'm still on my journey still. Exactly. I'm still like shifting and trying new things and I'm writing a new book. And you know, if people, a lot of people say, I want to write a book or I wish I could write a book or I wish, Oh, I wish I could speak French like you, or I wish I could, mm. There's, you know, just start small. Um, when I when I wanted to learn tarot cards for so long, I thought, oh my god, seventy eight cards and you got to mm-hmm. learn the meanings and the this and that's so much and it's a, like a lifetime. How can I do it? Uh, because a psychic told me that I was meant to do that. He goes, you'd be really good at it. You are meant to do readings, and so it stayed in the back of my mind. And I finally I said. I'm just going to every night for 15 minutes in bed, I'm going to learn, look at, learn about one card mm-hmm. and I just kept doing it. And the months passed and the months passed and I started picking it up and now I'm doing readings and I'm still learning about a lot of the deeper meanings and everything. It's a, but so my point is, if you want to write a book, I always take a a, a year to write a book because I have a full-time career and everything. So I think people think things are too daunting. Like if you're going to write a book, I have to sit down and write the whole thing or I have to yeah. write for eight hours, or if I want to learn a language, I got to learn it all, or I got to learn tarot cards, I got to learn it all right now. So, just take things like Rita Davenport, one of my she's an older gal, she's one of my motivational favorite people. She would say, Well, I don't know if she made this up, but she says, You can eat an elephant if you take one bite at a time. <laughs> So you could do you could do anything if you just take it one step at a time. And um, mm-hmm. I think people get overwhelmed thinking, and even me, I'm like, oh, okay, you've got to have these funnels and this, and I look at what people are doing and this list and this, and I'm older. I'm not like a, tech, a millennial who's like doing mm-hmm. all this real easily. And I, I'm like, okay, Marla, it's okay. You've got a good business going, do things the way you want. You don't, mm-hmm. don't pressure yourself to do copy how people are saying you've got to do
0: and mm-hmm. get, you get hung up in all the details.
1: Yeah. There's other ways to do what I want to do without having to worry that I have to do it this new complicated way.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So take one step at a time, one step at a time, do what
1: you love. If you want to do it, try it. Don't worry that you don't, you're not good enough. Every, people start, you know, from zero, just, don't even worry about it. Life is a journey just to be enjoyed. It's not to like fret over things and freak out and worry about it. Just you wanna yeah. really jump in. I remember going to a conference and Heidi Klum was there and she says, just jump in feet first.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. I love I also that you brought up the dancing with your the partner your partner, your business partner. Mm-hmm. That's like such good confirmation. I always feel so much better when I dance or when I work out. Like, and I, and I, I notice that it really shifts my energy in a big way and yeah. like gives me the inspiration and ideas.
1: And when you feel good in your body, like you feel more toned and you feel, you know, like you're burning calories, you feel, it's like, it's just, you feel good. If then Because a lot of us are sedentary at our jobs and we're sitting there behind a computer and you just feel so drained. Mm-hmm. And um, so getting, getting up and, and moving the body, it, it really raises the frequency. It's great.
0: Yeah. So when is your new book coming out and what is that exactly about? It That's
1: a spiritual memoir also about, um, about my, a lot of my journeys and, and, uh, this, this one won't be finished until November because I'm ending it on a, on a, on a trip to Ireland. And that's why. Wow. That's the last chapter, um, is going to be in Ireland, standing on those cliffs, um, wow. remembering some past lives. So there, there's it's some things that I got in my journeys. So I'm writing it now, and then the last chapter will be written when I get back in October, November, and then I'll see. I'd like to get a traditional publishing deal for this book, but if I if it you know it's it's not easy. It's publishing has changed so much over the years. People they used to be handing out book deals all the time and and it's just a lot very different now. Um, But self-publishing is great too. And I've done that too. And Mm -hmm. so we'll see where, where it goes, but also, you know, I've written five books None of them are. I've, I've won awards, but you know they haven't been on the New York Times bestseller. But that's okay. It's like if you want to write, if you want to share. I think also people think that if they're going to do something, they have to do it to make a ton of money, or it has mm-hmm. to get all these accolades. But that's not. Everything's not always meant to to go that way. It's it's meant to, to be shared with who needs to hear it, or just meant to come out of you. Yeah. To be brought brought forth your, your uh, creativity or your gifts.
0: Yeah, oh, I love that. You have wrote five books.
1: Yeah, I wrote two dating advice books and then I wrote Diary of a Beverly Hills Matchmaker, Hearts on the Line, <laughs> and the Buddha made me do it. Those are three memoirs. Then I wrote a short story that's on, on Kindle on Amazon. It's called Amateur Night. And it's so funny. It's about when I was a waitress in Chicago on Valentine's and I used to, I was single when I lived there and I always tended to be single on Valentine's and I'd have to <laughs> wait on these people who were coming in for these fancy dinners, getting <laughs> food, like diamond rings. And I'm like, God damn. wow. I'm waiting on tables. I should be sitting there getting a diamond ring. <laughs> wow. <laughs> a funny short story about that.
0: <laughs> oh my God. But we used so...
1: to call, the waiters used to call it amateur night because that's the night when all the suburban people would come into the city and, and they'd save up for this expensive dinner downtown. And
0: they
1: would, <laughs> that would usually be going to a fancy yeah. So they were like amateurs. Like we
0: call oh, it. That's so dinner. funny. <laughs> That's so funny. I used to be in the service industry too. And I was living in New York for a hot minute. <laughs> yeah. it's so I know scene. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure it was a little different, but so when you write your books, cause I know some people are listening, they probably are thinking about writing a book too. I know. I, th- I think everyone has a book in them. Everybody. yeah. I'm I... working on mine, you know? Yeah. Um, do you have any like tips of like how to like get it done? how to set it up? Like, do you work on it a certain amount of time each week or each day or do you finish a chapter a month or like, what does it look like for you?
1: Because I'm so busy with other stuff too. I do it when I have energy. Like if, um, let's say, like if there's been a long day and I'm just like, I just can't because I really have to, Feel energized and feel clear. I'm not one of those people who can write. Oh, I'm up till midnight or one writing. No, my brain's not going (laughs) to function. So, like uh, yesterday, I worked on it for three hours, like from four to seven, uh, because I felt good. Um, I try to be consistent. I don't have to have it a certain amount of days. I just know that since I like, if I if I was some big author with a big publishing deal, I had to have a deadline. Then you've got to put a schedule and you've got to get it done. But since I can get it done whenever. Um, mm-hmm. I just do it. I usually it takes eight months to a year. I, the way I work is I, and it's a, since it's a memoir and I'm going, it's like a slice of life, like a year out of my life. So things will be happening and I'll write about them. And then each chapter, I'll send it over to my editor. Cause I've been working with the same editor for years and then she'll talk about it or, the, you know, what do you, I need to pump up here or there? And then I'll work on it. Then I'll work on the next chapter. So right now I've, I'm working on chapter eight. Um, so I do it different. And mm-hmm. I, I don't write an outline. I don't, um, but just start, just start. And you've got to get a good editor. If you don't know, if you're not like, I think even even the most accomplished authors have editors. Mm-hmm. It's not just editors to check the spelling or where the commas go. It's like to check content editing. Or if you're not really, if you don't, like me, I didn't study writing. I just had yeah. Story. But I didn't know how to set things up, character development, and all of that. So
0: wow,
1: it can be complicated. I mean, it's not easy. It's not easy to write a bo- good book that is a page turner that people are going to keep turning the page and tell people about. It's 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 hard.
0: <laughs> it's hard but and also, like people are writing about different things too. It depends, like what yeah, style I mean, of book. Self help or something. That's you know, that's a little different. You can out-
1: outline that, and then you want to add your personal stories in there, and you want to make it funny and fun not just like information.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. You got to like speak to their emotions. Right. Through story and imagination.
1: Yeah, and I know for me, I love hearing about, let's say somebody's teaching you about intuition or how to open up your psychic abilities. I want to know how did they, were they the kind of person who saw ghosts at five or what? how did Mm -hmm. they do it? What happened with them? I want to hear about real stories of people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So good. So what is your vision going forward? I know you said that you were um, wanting to delve even more into like your spiritual, your growth side, like things are opening up for you. And so what does that look like?
1: Well, like for instance, I'm having so much fun on, I had, uh, on the the psychic hotline that I'm, that I'm an advisor on. (laughs) And I, I was, I'm a big YouTube junkie and podcast junkie. And I was watching YouTube and I came across this woman called Christina Quick, who is the tarot tarot biz mentor. And Mm -hmm. she's got a channel and it says, why psychic hotlines are the best way to make money or what? And I thought, oh my God, let me look at this. And I looked at her video. I started watching all her videos, getting Uh in her group. group, And I thought, oh, I can try this because trying to get your own clients for readings and that's a whole nother, you know, I'm busy. So I got on this group app it's, or this new hotline is called Everclear, everclear.com. If anybody wants to go on there and get a reading from you, <laughs> I call myself Marlena M, M-A-R-L-E-N-A. So I have my, my, uh, psychic moniker, Mar- <laughs> Marlena M. And, you know, it's per minute. Um, but I'm having so much, like, I'll just be writing my book, working on my matchmaking. I'll have that, have it on and I'll see if somebody calls. And then I can just take it and give them a reading. And it's more of a spiritual coaching, I would say, mm-hmm. which I love. It's not just yeah. like, you know, tell, am I going to meet a guy? You know, it's, yeah. it's more helping And it just feels so good, like in 10 minutes, to be able to shift someone's perspective or help them see something a different way or lift their spirits.
0: Yeah. I think it's so cool that like you're doing that on the side, but then you also have like your matchmaking thing <laughs> and you're writing your books and you're on this new journey with the plant medicine kind of new journey. And it's Gemini, like, i
1: mean Gemini. That's why. <laughs> you're what? You're Gemini. I've got to try to do everything.
0: Yeah. But it's like I, like, I feel like common themes in a lot of it too. And so yeah. I feel like excited for where everything's headed for everything that you're doing also like it's it's cool and i i love that you're like honoring your curiosity and desire to do all of these things and you're like yeah i wrote five books i'm doing this (laughs) that and you're like you love everything that you're doing and you're making awesome money and manifesting awesome clients and it's like really cool and really inspiring and uh I think more people need to hear this and to be reminded that just to freaking do what lights you up.
1: Yeah, and if you're in a job that you're not crazy about, you can always do get like a spiritual side gig like I do or <laughs> you know like something you do part time that you're really passionate about or start mm-hmm. writing that book at night or after work or because I was still working at the matchmaking firm when I wrote my first three books and I would do it, you know, on my lunch wow. break, on the weekends, I'd start writing or something. So you can always fit a little in. And I know some people have kids and husbands and jobs and it's busy and they'll say, oh, but I don't have time. But you know what? We just have a finite time on earth in this incarnation. So we better find those spaces. Where are you scrolling on Facebook? Where are you watching, you know, the bachelor or judge Judy or whatever, you know, things Mm -hmm. that you really, where can I cut out one hour of time suck and then funnel that into your, what you really are hoping to create or, or manifest.
0: Yeah, oh, that's so true. We only have a certain amount of time here on this planet. Yeah,
1: and it goes fast.
0: It, really, you. <laughs> it does. I feel it, like it seems does. like it's
1: going faster. It's un-
0: un- That's what I was, th- I feel like every year it feels like it's going by faster. I don't know if that's because every year you get older, it goes by faster or what? I don't know. Here's a funny
1: a funny saying that Les Brown always says. It says, life is like a roll of toilet paper. The closer you get to the end, the faster it goes.
0: <laughs> oh my God. That's a good analogy, but it's, it's weird though, how that is.
1: Yeah. It's just like, woo. It used to be when we were kids, we're like, oh,
0: Christmas
1: a whole year away. I can't, it's so long. And now yeah. it's like taking out those Christmas decorations
0: again. I thought I just put them away. It's so weird how that is. Yeah. Well, this was awesome. I feel like we went through a lot of different stuff and part of your journey and the healing and all the things. Is there any last messages or anything that you want to share with those listening that?
1: Oh, I just want to encourage everybody to just do whatever the hell you want to do. (laughs) Some people are worried about what other people think, whether it's their parents or their husband or somebody, oh, they might think I'm weird. Or even my husband said, you know, be careful uh, because you have these high-end clients and they might think you're a crackpot, they might think you're crazy when they see that you're using a Ouija board or you're doing these videos on, you know, <laughs> talking to your angels, then you might lose business. And and I'm like, you know what, I'm, I have to be me. And even the other day, um, a friend of mine said, because she's, oh, I saw your Facebook live. You were given dating tips and using cards, you know, and she says, but you know what, a lot of people don't believe in that. A lot of people don't believe in those cards. I says, well, you know what, that's okay. Because the people who do resonate with me will want to watch it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to, do, do pretend to be somebody I'm not. I'm bringing my whole self out. Yeah. And I don't talk this stuff with my male clients. I'm not talking all the yeah. women's but I haven't lost any clients. I haven't, nothing happened for me coming out and being myself. So, so don't worry about what other people think. This is your life and do what you want and experience because you don't want to be on your deathbed thinking, gosh, I wish I would have tried that thing or, or I could have done this or gone to Paris or Mm -hmm. buy that ticket, you know,
0: (laughs) take that. So true. Yeah. Uh, such a powerful reminder and message. There was this
1: old, oh, one more thing. There was this old, older lady that I was friends with when I was in my twenties and she was in her seventies and she had a, a very expensive perfume. I don't know who gave it to her, but um, that was probably, you know, a couple hundred bucks bottle. I said, oh, are you wearing the perfume? And she goes, no, I'm keeping it for good, for good, good. You know, like when mm-hmm. going out, I'm like, what are you talking? You know, she's in her seventies. I'm like, every day is good. Yeah. Every day is special. Wear the perfume. Wow. Probably when she died, that bottle was sitting there on her, you know, vanity.
0: Oh my God.
1: Don't keep anything in your life for good. Every day is good. Every day is God's day and every day is um, magical.
0: Oh, yes. I love that. Every day is magical. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Marla. Where can people find you on Facebook, Instagram, your website, whatever you want to share? I'll also put it in the show notes.
1: Thanks. Instagram is the mystical matchmaker. And my website is my name, Marla Martinson, M A R L A M A R T E N S O N, MarlaMartinson.com. And uh, the same, Twitter, Facebook, Marla Martinson.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. This was awesome. I'm super pumped for everything that you're doing. And I can't wait to be on your podcast, too.
1: Yeah. <laughs> tomorrow.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Thank All right. You.
1: Thanks, everyone. Much love, everybody.